Ah, so welcome once again to yet another episode of Wiki Weekdays with myself, Cal Smallwood, and as always, my co-host, Lucas Holland. Hello there. And uh, Lucas, there's no theme for this week, so I think we should just get right into it. But first... Actually, yeah, get right into it, but first. That makes no sense, does it? <laughs> we should get <laughs> so, right into well, it, but before that... Before we just get right, right into, into it, we're going to do There's something some, else. Yeah, before we get right into it, we've got to get right into something else. That is just <laughs> explaining the format, which is uh, myself and you have scoured the length and breadth of the internet to track down a wiki entry about something that we have a passing familiarity with, just to see what we can find. And uh, you, our lovely audience at home, can decide which wiki won this week in the comments below, but... Without further ado, Lucas, what wiki have you brought this week for us to um, uh, pontificate on? Well, I already know what's won this week, and it's just the fact that you've just got a thing that says Big Boss is hot in the corner of your screen. Oh, yes. Uh, that's from my stream. Cause it's, we're recording this in Pride Month, and I, mm-hmm. re- I stream Metal Gear Rising every week. So one of the things I did is after the stream had ended, like let's just go through and rank how hot all of the Metal Gear <laughs> characters are. And it was surprising. The results were surprising and very They were all just hot as fuck is the answer, basically. Yeah. But you're also not noticing my water bottle. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I like peng- that water bottle. It's my fa- I love the penguin from um, Wallace and Grant's the... Best noise. I am bringing today a wiki that is discussing a video game, and it's not discussing a brand new video game, but, you know, it's one in its series. So I'm going to be talking some Final Fantasy. And I thought... okay. Let's what just... better Final Fantasy to talk about than the one we both don't really like? Which is? Uh, there, there's a, probably a few on the list. But okay, the, yeah, so the one... before, before you reveal what it is, favourite Final Fantasy? Favourite Final Fantasy is, uh, like, there's not really much of an answer because, like, I have a lot of problems with a lot of them, but okay. I also love a lot of, like, the PS1 and PS2 ones. Maybe just, like, Final Fantasy re- Remake because, like, I have. I think I have less problems with that game than with other Final Fantasies. But again, it's like I'm not quite sure. It is next to flawless in its um, uh, execution. For me, it's ten FX ten. I don't mm-hmm. like FX two or FFX two. And oh then right, close, yes, closely yes. followed by Final Fantasy eight. So yeah, I'm I really like eight. I really like seven remake, and then you know I really enjoyed. Uh, watching you play through 10 mm-hmm. but I don't know, I've not played 10 myself so I don't know how much I would have enjoyed it not knowing all like the crazy bullshit that you knew Yeah. Um, but yeah like I, I really generally prefer a lot of like that kind of PS1-ish era and that's due to both A, not having played all of the series but B because I really like the kind of sci-fi fantasy blend whereas mm-hmm. The, the straight-up fantasy Final Fantasy games, I enjoy a little bit less. Or I also, enjoy the setting yeah. a bit less. Also, it's worth pointing out, like, people always say, like, it's always the one from their childhood. It's like, oh, they're not as good as they used to be in regards to, like, most things. And it's like, well, no, it's because you were young, you are in your formative years, and you had unlimited free time. Mm-hmm. It's like... So, um, how many times you go back to a game and go, man, this is a slog. Did I really sit down and play? It's like, yeah, you had one game on unlimited free time. Final Fantasy thirteen, yeah. Yeah. So, what is it we talk about today then? There's uh, a choice I of figured, like, twenty. Yeah, I figured we'd talk about Final Fantasy fifteen because Final okay. Fantasy fifteen has like one of the more interesting stories in terms of like the development of the game. It is, yes. And uh, I guess just for context, what's your background with Final Fantasy fifteen? 
Uh, so I, I waited the many, many years for them to bring it out, but um, I played through maybe 10 hours of Final Fantasy XV Royal. Um, so that was, you know, like the, the kind of definitive edition version of mm-hmm. the game that they released later on. And yeah, I just didn't really vibe with the characters very much. And I think, you know, that's normally what gets me through a lot of Final Fantasies is the world and the characters. And it didn't grab me too much. But for example, I played through all of the 13 trilogy because I enjoyed that world and those characters to an mm-hmm. extent enough to get me through what I didn't like. Yeah, and uh, for me, I've got a very different um, uh, experience with Final Fantasy XV. I bought it day one. Mm. I got it day one on release. And anyone who's actually played Final Fantasy XV and likes it knows that's a bad time. Because Final (laughs) Fantasy XV, very infamously, was not great on release and got fixed. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that they fixed is the ability to fast travel. You might think, yeah. Yeah, so... My first experience with Final Fantasy XV is getting into it, the two and a half hour long like, cutscene to get into like, gameplay, mm-hmm. get into the car. I don't like the car. I know someone's going to say, oh, it's a road trip with your bros. I don't want to go on a road trip with my bros. Not those <laughs> bros. All the characters suck ass. Yeah. First thing I do is get out of the car and I say, oh, I'll walk to the next destination. I'll walk, explore, do some grinding, see the world, get to the destination, I'll be a bit leveled up. Get there, thing pops up, um, you need to be in your car okay, can I warp to my car? No, you can't. And someone's going to probably think in their head, no, I played it, you can warp to your car. You couldn't on day one. That was something they added in like, you know, an update because people realize it fucking sucks when your car runs out of fuel and then you Mm -hmm. can't teleport to it or you can't teleport your car to you. I don't know which it is they added in. So I got there, walked two hours through the wilderness and then to continue with the story, had to run back two hours along a road to go get my car to drive it at one mile an hour because it had no fuel. <laughs> and I just went, fuck this. Yeah. And, I, and, and I've not played it since. And I know someone's going to say, oh, they fixed it in update. I don't care. That initial experience was just so aggressively unfun. It has completely soured my experience. I guess we have similar experience. I just pushed through a bit further then. But like, yeah, I never warmed up to the world or the characters at all. And I just no. got to the point where I was like, I'm actively not enjoying my time around my, my bros and just I don't want to spend more time with them. Like, if they were likable characters, and that's a very subjective thing. I know plenty of, of people yeah. did like them, but I and you, we did not. So, like, you can't change our minds about that. Like, I genuinely found a lot of friction with those characters and didn't enjoy being around them. Yeah, it felt like the game was trying to tell, like, look how cool they are. The game was trying so hard to make me like them that it made me not like them. And I do think, you know, um, a couple of the designs are quite cool. I don't like how similar they all look, but I do yeah. think, like, Noctis is a, a cool-looking and cool-named Final Fantasy protagonist. But yeah, he's a, he's a very Final Fantasy protagonist-looking motherfucker. But they all dress to, they're all dressed in, like, all black. They're all wearing skinny mm. jeans and black leather vests. And there's some and, variation, but compare that to, say, like, Final Fantasy VII, like Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa. It's like your three yeah. primary characters. They could not be more different in both, well, like, like, you know. That goes for, what, then, the next game, Final Fantasy VIII. That goes yeah. for Final Fantasy IX. That goes for Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy XIII. Almost every game, yeah. Like, and even the very first one, Black Mage, well, White Mage, Monk, Ninja, or mm-hmm. Warrior. Like, 
every game has been defined by each character has a set defined role and they all just look the same. It just looks like four douchebags driving around in a car. Yeah, and I think Prompto's got a, a relatively good design, but I think the other two were like a little bit more generic looking. I think look Prompto's the one with uh, the, the blonder hair, but yeah, the, the two brunette lads I just thought looked very just bit generic and a bit boring and also yeah they all look too similar and well they're all wearing i've got other pictures in front of me now so the only thing that really distinguishes them their hair color so there's one blonde one Mm -hmm. dark hair one anime hair and one like you know dirty blonde Mm -hmm. and one's wearing a suit admittedly but they're all wearing black skinny trousers huge boots and a shirt yeah is that looks fine on noctis but that shouldn't be the entire party it's like it's not yeah an interesting, dynamic-looking party, whereas... Yeah, you need some visual distinction between them. And I know someone who's, like, yeah. played the game and likes to go, oh, no, they are different. They're personality-wise. Like, I never got into that because, you know, the visuals were so off-putting. Like, you know, the first... the your first, It was with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And just, I visually, they all put me off. They all look like douchebags. And, yeah, I, I want to go back to my point earlier that Noctis is a very good-sounding protagonist. And I'm just... I cannot, for the life of me... Get behind the, the the protagonist name of Clive. I can't do it. Clive. Wait, who's, who's Clive? The Final Fantasy 16 is the is protagonist. His name Clive? Is Clive. That's not a Final Fantasy protagonist name. No. That's the guy who works on the localization. <laughs> we really have to put in the credits. Clive. Is he. No, that's not real. That's real. It, it, no, it's not. Main. It's not Clive. <laughs> Clive. He's, he's called Clive. Wait, what? How is he called Clive? That's such an uncool name. It's what you you're along the sides of like cloud lightning. Let's, just, let's put in Final Fantasy your protagonist Swarm. names. Like this combo breaker of like a, a, a protagonist in Clive. Yeah. So let's just go through list of protagonists Final Fantasy. I know this is your wiki, but let's just no yeah dead. yeah let, let's go for it yeah this, okay, this so- creates a discussion. So the first game, Final Fantasy, it was just the Warriors of Light. They had no name. Mm-hmm. You could choose their names. Yes. Final Fantasy 2, Firion. Okay, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 3, um, it depends on the version being played. The Four Onion Kids or Luneth, depending on which version you're playing. Mm. Final Fantasy 14, Cecil. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, that's Next a one. new regular name, right? Yeah, Final Fantasy 5 is Bart's. Okay. Bart's Clouser. Um, 6 is Terra Branford. Seven. Good old Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tifa if you're playing the remake. That's that was my life. My life was just as soon as I had the ability to play as Tifa, I never looked back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Eight, Squall Leonhart. Um uh, nine, Zidane, ten, Tidus. And I know some people say it's pronounced Tidus, it's Tidus. The, and I like, believe I- a lot of them are weather related, so to me the pronunciation of Tidus sounds more correct. You also have the fact as well that the, the game revolves entirely around water. Mm-hmm. The name Tidus. The pronunciation is pretty well um, uh, signposted, isn't it? Tide. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, 11. Uh, due to being a massively online multiplayer role-playing game, there is no universal main character. Same with 14. Uh, yeah. uh, 12 is Van. 13, your favourite, Lucas. Good old Lightning. Who, you know... Has terrible characterization throughout three different games as three essentially different characters, mm-hmm. but very cool design and a cool fucking name. Yeah, Lightning. 
And then we have uh, Final Fantasy 15, because obviously there was like all the DLC. That was the other thing as well when I found out. Oh, yeah. yeah. They hacked apart the game to put DLC in, because apparently if you play through the base game without the DLC, characters just fucking disappear. <laughs> like they just disappear and it's like oh they were there on their D- and they come back with their DLC power up but before mm-hmm. the DLC is in there it's like I'm not replaying an RPG mm-hmm. with the DLC unlocked go fuck yourself but we have Noctis Gladiolus Prompto Ignis Ardin and then Clive tis me tis Clive like yeah there's a couple of regular sounding names or ir- irregular sounding normal names but Clive's just yeah, he's just the he's guy just in the local shop. He's just Clive. He's just Clive. I just don't get like the moment I heard it, I was I bet you they changed that before release and they never did. Anyway, let's get into Final Fantasy fifteen proper. Okay, though. yeah. We've already pissed everybody we, off who's like, you know, love this we, game. Yeah, we've done a good job of getting rid of everybody already. So no one Final Fantasy mine. <laughs> Final Fantasy fifteen is an open world action role-playing game developed and published by Square Enix. The 15th installment of the Final Fantasy series, it was released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in 2016, Windows in 2018, and a launch title for Stadia in 2019. Good old Stadia. When are we covering Stadia on Wiki Weekends? That needs to be a thing I add to the list, because Stadia's just launch titles were like, yeah, three-year-old games. Um... But yeah, the game features an open-world environment and an action-based battle system, incorporating quick switching weapons, elemental magic, and other features such as vehicle travel and camping, but not fast vehicle travel. I can't believe it wasn't in the base. Like I said, I legit thought, well, there must be a mistake. Clearly, I'm missing... There's no way they didn't anticipate, and it's that's what annoyed <laughs> me of, like... Clearly, they thought, well, obviously, you're going to want to drive everywhere with your bros. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever leave your car or get more, go more than 100 feet away from it? It's like, I don't know, because you can't drive your car in the open world, in this open world game. It's a, a similar kind of experience where a lot of video games, and the most recent example for me is uh, Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. where, you can yes, you can get a horse, but then to go and do certain quests or pick up items and materials off the foot or go and do combat... You have to get off your horse. Or if you want to go climb up a mountain, you have to get off your horse. And then, well, where's your horse? Well, now it's down at the bottom of your mountain. So it's just quicker to just leave your (laughs) horse. Well, I might as well just not have the horse then. And they then added a DLC to get like a bridle that teleported the horse to you with the whistle and didn't put that in Tears of the Kingdom as far as I'm aware. Yeah, the fact that your horse, like if you leave it at the bottom of the mountain, does, he doesn't just like magically teleport to the top. It's like, no, you have to go to where you left it. Mm-hmm. It's like, same Final Fantasy XV. Like, it's quicker to just run, jump and teleport than it is to use your car. <laughs> yeah. But then as you say, the problem then comes if you need the car. Which you do to get into some missions. It's like, you must be in your car to start this mission. It's like, why? I've got a sword. Mm-hmm. Am I planning on running over the final boss? <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I wish. Let us know, is the way that you defeat the final boss in Final Fantasy XV that you just get into your flying car and just kamikaze into the Would boss? the car float? That wouldn't be a problem, because then I'd be able to get wherever I wanted to. Well, I I do think in the one of the launch trailers or something, they showed that the car can grow wings and fly, but that'll be an upgrade that you unlock later. It'll be DLC. Potentially. Um, so, yeah. So, some notable things about, you know, its um, production here is just... Developers are Square Enix Business Division 2, 
just That's so dystopian. The business decision, like, that makes me really feel like there's though some creative integrity behind <laughs> yeah. that. Square Enix business interest number two. And I this- think as well, they have Square Enix business divisions and Square Enix creative dis- divisions, and that's where, like, that's what the developers are named. It's like, I don't trust anyone to be creative when they can't come up with a fucking name for the yeah. development studio. It's like, what's and, that... You know, it's similar to like um, Nintendo though. It must be a very Japanese thing of like Nintendo's in development stuff is like just you know. Um... Oh, hang on, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, but I was thinking, is that like that similar thing where it's the um, uh, that triangle strategy game that came out and everyone's like, don't change it. <laughs> yeah. it's, tri- it's triangle strategy now. Fuck you. Because there was Project Triangle Strategy and Project Octopath Traveler, and yeah. both of them just became Triangle Strategy and Octopath Traveler. Right. Like, good job, Square Enix. The most famous one, like Untitled Goose Game. Oh Which yes. is like, yeah, I love that they never changed it. They just like, you know what? Screw it, Untitled Goose Game. Let's go. So that's it. Um, Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development, and it's just like, okay, cool. Uh, and then you you've got like other certain ones but it's just yeah it maybe it's just as I say more of a, a Japanese thing where it's just we're just a business and we're just going to name our div- divisions business divisions it's like okay yeah sure sure, but yeah it was published by Square Enix uh, it's director is um, I mean uh, bear with me on pronunciations here but um, Hajime Tabata uh, producer was Shinji Hashimoto Um and then the composer, I always, you know, enjoy this composer of Yoko Shimomura. Oh, if you don't it... know who Yoko Shimomura is, like, look up their credits because she's incredible. Is it not um, um, uh, Nobumatsu for this one? No, it's not. No. I guess I've got to look her up then. What's the name again? Sorry. Uh, so it's Yoko Shimomura. Oh, um, wait a minute. Yeah, she did Street Fighter 2 soundtrack. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> she's the person who did Street Fighter. So, okay, I'm done because I know that she's like I didn't recognize the name until I saw. Oh, she's the lady who did Street Fighter Two. Didn't get credited for it. And then you know, um, Super Mario RPG, Kingdom Hearts, a bunch of them, a bunch hey, of yo, Final Fantasy related no, stuff. We'll do her wiki one day. Yeah, we will. We'll do a cause... themed wiki of maybe like you know unsung gaming heroes, and we'll do like you know her and like you know. One of these other composers, like, or gaming yeah. composers or something. Just, yeah, everyone take a minute to go and appreciate Yoko Shimomura's work. She's amazing. Um, and yeah, anyway, we'll go back to, you know, the base of this, where Final Fantasy XV takes place on the fictional world of Eos, aside from ins- aside from Insomnia, the capital of Lucas. God, yeah. And funny, the world mate. is dominated by the Empire of Niflheim, who seek control of the magic crystal protected by the Lucian royal family. And it's like immediately just... Anime. You start getting into, yeah, all of the... All of just the pronouns that mean absolutely zero things. And that's just, you know, that's fantasy, isn't it's it? It's just you fantasy, know, If you don't yeah. know, you don't know. You still use Gil, though. It's just... It's never as bad as when Final Fantasy XIII's opening lines is about Lanza. the Falsi and the Seath, and you're like... Wait, did I miss something already? It doesn't even like, no, explain. That's just that's just the opening. You're the like, opening cutscene evokes imagery of like two distinct races <laughs> that don't exist, like they've never talked about, and they expect you just know what they are. They talk about it as if it's already a known quantity. And I, every time I've started Final Fantasy 13 again, I thought, yeah, surely I've missed something. 
Because I don't know what's happening right now, and they so, just yeah. like we'll explain it later, but they don't tell you that. It's like the visual thing is it's the visual equivalent of having two pages stuck together and be like, I missed something here. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they're not. And the game's development began in 2006 as a PlayStation 3 spin-off title called Final Fantasy Versus 13. <laughs> so this was originally in the 13 universe, and they everything took them- is. Yeah. So fucking long to get it done. Ten years later, they released it as a new game. That's just Final Fantasy, though, isn't it? Because it's really <laughs> weird. What's that thing that got pointed out recently of, like, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, and 10 came out within the space of half a decade? I think it's 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 came out between, like, 95 and 2001 it was like, yeah, there was like one a year or something like that wasn't there yeah. and it's like it took Final Fantasy 16 like five years to come out like in the space it's only to make one game they previously made five and that's that's just how game development has gone but just exponential growth yeah Square Enix back in the day making all those Final Fantasy that was not normal to be cranking out so many iconic high quality games Back to back to back to back, year on year on year. Hey, I think we're ignoring the FIFA series here, mate. They do get a game out <laughs> what, every year. What's, what's your favourite FIFA game, girl? Uh, FIFA 2003, where Cristiano Ronaldo's speed was set to 110 and no one could catch him. <laughs> so you could just run down the wing with Cristiano Ronaldo and score every time. No one could touch him. I can't remember exactly which FIFA it was. I think it was maybe like 07 or 08 or something. And that was one of my favourites because there was basically a way that you could score from the halfway line mm-hmm. almost every single time. Yep. You could just you could just get used to the the timing and the spacing of it and just, just start shooting from the halfway line and scoring goals. Don't forget that FIFA where if you went into the action the quick replay and rewound as the ball went over the line and then rewound it and fast forward it it counts as a separate goal every time so you could like go into your career management mode and just win 100 nil in every match <laughs> yeah you could just win 100 nil oh that's great and just get like your bonus for like goals scored from your um, uh, from your club for like 8 billion so oh, yeah just like Scunthorpe United is now worth the GDP of Moldova <laughs> get right anyway we're not talking about FIFA we're talking about a different mm-hmm. game beginning with F Final Fantasy FIFA so, Fantasy 15. FIFA, FIFA Fantasy. Final um, FIFA. <laughs> What's I the mean, way we can combine We've these? just had the final FIFA. Oh, yeah, we have actually, yeah, because it's not going to be FIFA all, anymore. Like, this is not going to age well, but yeah, FIFA and EA Sports are no longer working together, and then FIFA just went, we don't need you. We can make the best football game in the world. You can, but, but All right, let's yeah. see where that goes then. Final um, FIFA Fantasy 15. <laughs> there it is. Um, so Tetsuya Nomura, Mr. You know, belts and buckles himself. The, the villain of anime. <laughs> Served God. as the original director and character designer. And after a development period of six years, it was changed to the next mainline title in the series in 2012. See, I really think, though, right, the word original there is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Mm. Has that guy ever made... Like, they all look distinct, but after a while, they all blend into each other. Like, the guy's got, he's got a theme. He's got a theme, and it's just belts and zippers. It's just the the edge, the hardest of edges. Mm-hmm. And um, hang on, my space here. Sorry, I'm just a bit tired today. So Nomura was replaced as director by Hajime Tabata, and the game shifted to the eighth generation platforms, 
i.e. Xbox One and PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. Due to the changes, the story needed to be rewritten and some scenes and characters were repurposed or removed. The setting of Final Fantasy XV was a fantasy based on reality with locations and creatures based on elements from the real world. Well, it's got a car in it, so yeah. yeah. That's the thing is, all that really, like, really pissed me off as well. It's like it's a Final Fantasy game and I'm driving in a car. So I know, like, you know, Cloud rides a motorcycle and stuff like that, but it's not the core gameplay thing, is it? And like, I, we, we know technology from our world exists in their world, but it's never front and center. I don't know whether the car was a branded car or not as well, but it presumably was. They had, like, cup noodle shit in that game, mate. There's yeah. an officially branded cup noodle outfit. <laughs> See, that's the goofy stuff I like. I, think, I didn't mind that though, because cup noodle's actually really good. Mm-hmm. There's like, as of all like the instant ramen brands, like cup noodle is like it's fucking top tier. Yeah, anything's better than pot noodle. That's all I'll say. That's the one. Um. Anyway, to supplement the game, Square Enix created a multimedia project called the Final Fantasy XV Universe. Because they were all in, weren't they? They'd, they'd spent 10 years making this game. They needed to get a bit of money out of it. And that included a few spin-off games as well as an anime series and a feature film. And it's, You couldn't get this game out the door for 10 years and then you decided the best port of call was to start making five other things at the same time. That's not necessarily a bad idea, but the, if I recall correctly, is it Kingsglaive? Uh, Kingsglaive is one of them. Yeah, I'll that was like with, the yeah. prequel film. And that, basically, if you didn't watch that, you didn't know what the fuck was happening in the game. Because it explained like, the lead up to the, the game. So it that's explains why, the conflict of the world, doesn't it? And that's why it frustrated me of. It's like, it's one thing to build this multimedia around it. But the fact that they just expected you, they expected you to have consumed it. Like, of course, of course you watch the film, right? You love our game. So I don't know if I love it or not. It's not out yet. I don't mind when it's, oh, we've got media that you have to have played the game, but the game was meant to be the main thing. Yeah. It's like, how have we got material that's necessary to start the game when the game is meant to be the main product, the first yeah. thing that you get into? Um, And then the gameplay and story is... The gameplay and story-based DLC was released between 2017 and 2019, I think they had like some VR stuff. They had um, an episode based on each of the four characters. There was all sorts of crazy extra bullshit. Yeah. bullshit yeah. Well, was, release, don't get the side-scrolling beat em up. What? They had the side-scrolling like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World esque beat em up that got cancelled or moved oh, from sale. Okay. That also had story stuff that was important in it. Of course. Um, upon release, Final Fantasy XV was well received by critics. Widespread praise was given for its gameplay, visuals, and soundtrack, while reception towards its story and presentation was mixed. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, yeah. Oh, dear. Not a fan. Um, as of May 2022, the game had sold 10 million units worldwide, making it one of the best-selling Final Fantasy games of all time. And that's just generally a lot of game series as... Yeah. The A the the word of mouth of the series spreads and B as just there's more people gaming. There's more people playing. A games. lot of series just trend upwards and upwards. There's a lot more consoles out there. There is a lot more people playing games now than there were twenty years ago, yeah, for sure. And you can you can tell me that the PlayStation two is the best selling games console of all time, but the other two consoles at that time weren't selling very well. And it was sold as a DVD player to many people. Yeah. So that's that's got a lot of caveats to it. 
Um, so we'll we'll you know skip kind of the combat and stuff because mm-hmm. generally it was just like it was an action based game rather than a, a turn based game. But I the just want to spend... mention that. Oh, I was going to say if you you skipping all the combat stuff because there is like one chief complaint about it I had. Okay, yeah. Um, it's like you, can, le- you, can you have to level up at campsites. You remember? Oh, you have to. Is it Dark Souls esque of going back you to your to go campfires to, a to level yeah. up? Which means that, like, you know, grinding got even more annoying because you didn't get progressively stronger while grinding. You had to do the back and forth. Well, the, I presume, well, I mean, you I wouldn't have I known, I think you I could guess, set up camp anywhere. I, I presume as well that it was just, there's probably, you know, Google early game grind spots mm-hmm. and there's optimum places and stuff. There always is an RPG. But it's but. just that thing of, though, of like, oh, I'm grinding. It just adds like, oh, because again, oh, surely you want to sit down at the fire and spend some time with your bros, right? It's like, mm-hmm. no, level up. We keep getting our ass kicked by this behemoth. And then at the campsite, it's like making a meal and taking a picture of your meal and all that jazz, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to take us to development. As I say, it was... Development began in 2006, and the game released in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It was called Final Fantasy Th- Versus 13 as part of the Fabula Nova Crystallis Final Fantasy, a sub-series of games linked by a common mythos, and ran in Square Enix's proprietary Crystal Tools engine. Why have I never heard of this? Because probably all of it fell apart or became different projects. Sounds about right. Because I I can assure you that ten years later they were not describing it as part of a Fabula Nova Crystallis Found Fancy. Mm-hmm. And it was developed with, developed by the team behind Kingdom Hearts, which does make sense when it comes to the action-based combat and not the turn-based combat, for sure. And the incomprehensibility of the story and the fact that to get the full story, you've got to play, like, three different games, <laughs> watch a movie. I think, like, as well, I don't think anything over top Drake and Guard, though, where you had to watch, like, a stage show that was only in Japan to get the full story. Oh, my God. There was, like, a... I think it was something like that. There was, like, a an actual theatre show that only aired once and you couldn't get DVDs <laughs> off. <laughs> And it had, like, critical story parts in it. And this is where I kind of start to really have a problem with it, is that it was intended to be a darker entry in the Final Fantasy series than in than allowed in the main series. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this with Final Fantasy sixteen as well, where it's a really dour Game of Thrones-inspired world. <sighs> Their words, not ours. Yeah. They said they were inspired by Game of Thrones, and... It's all about violence and sex and murder and darkness and everyone's you know, are just a horrible human being. It's like, I don't want to exist in that world. That doesn't sound like an enjoyable time. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of bad themes running throughout a lot of the Final Fantasy games, but in Final Fantasy VII, when you did have the world falling apart because they were stealing the Mako and mm-hmm. you were playing eco warrior terrorists like at least you you know you had like the a dog and a cat in your party and you were running around on chocobos and Mate. finding moogles and one of my like favorite like series of reaction videos is here's people who never played final fantasy 7 before 
watching the cut scene of the plate falling in Final Fantasy and Remake where Kate sits in it and people are like, the fuck is that weird creature the little cat goes down on its knees and starts beating at the floor? That's exactly what happened to me because I don't play the opening hours of Final Fantasy VII and I hadn't got to that point. So I, you know, didn't really ever play VII as a kid. Went back and played it as an adult. Mm -hmm. It doesn't quite hold up great. Um... And then was waiting for the remake because the remake had been announced for years and years. And then, no, yeah, why not? Yeah, I was like, why is this cat with a crown and a cape just like <laughs> having this emotional trauma? The amount I of don't people, know yeah. who this is. It throws <laughs> off so many. You'll see them reacting. Like, oh my god, no, the plate and doing that YouTube thing of overreacting. Then they see the cat, and then you actually see their true reactions because they're actually surprised. And like, wait, what? What the fuck's that weird cat thing? Because it goes down his knees, starts beating its fist to the ground. Like, and that's no, the why? only, the only time you see Kate Sith in the entire game. It's so good. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's just I am not a fan of taking what is traditionally a blend of serious and goofy and going. Let's make this really dark and mature. Mm-hmm. It's just it's something that. I'm never really a fan of. It usually always ends up with entries in a franchise that are lower down on, you know, my popularity list for me. Generally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it says, the, the project suffered from a prolonged and troubled development, only making fragmentary appearances over the following six years. As early as 2007, the project scale prompted talks of rebranding it as a next mainline entry. They already knew a year in, like, oh, we fucked up. Yeah. They, they saw the sales of Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Three and went. Did that not sell well? I feel like it, they must have sold worse as they went along, right? That's I, like I, all sequels do. But most sequels sell better. Not when you get to the third one, especially when it's bad. Like Final Fantasy Thirteen Uncharted Three. I don't know. We'd have to look that up. That can be another wiki entry. Yeah, it's not like we're on a page with Final Fantasy thirteen on it. Like but Carl, times. I've already gone over my allotted amount of time anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> not, not that we actually stick to that, but we we normally give ourselves a guideline of like try and make it like you know half an hour or so, and we're like thirty odd minutes in already. So there's just so much of this game. There is a lot, and yeah, then you know there there was an internal unveiling of PS4 and Xbox One. So they decided to finally change it into a mainline entry with a proposed PS3 version being scrapped due to technical troubles and also just abandon the PS3. Like, no. if I was developing a PS3 version, I'd be like, get rid of that shit. I don't want it. Because the PS3 was just notoriously hard to develop for. And the game's engine also changed, shifting to the company's new proprietary Luminous engine at the time of its rebranding and shift to the next generation consoles in 2012. Versus 13 was described as being 20 to 25% complete, and Tabata saying it never took shape. Okay. And when Tabata took over from Nomura, the entire development team was reshuffled and development started all over again. Although he worked as a co director with Nomura until late 2013 to ensure the project remained as true as possible to the original vision, among the changes were the removal of the original story's opening. And replacement of the original heroine, Stella Knox Florette. See, that's a Final Fantasy name. That is a Final Fantasy name. Let's replace it. No, no, Clive. With the similarly named Luna Freya. Again, another Final Fantasy sounding name. And the connection to the Fabula Novel Crystallis was also reduced. Of course, there we go. That's why we've never heard of it. 
yeah, with branding and mythos-specific terminology removed to aim in the game's marketing. The thematic, aesthetic, and design elements will retain due to their core place in the world and backstory. The main concept behind Final Fantasy XV was a fantasy based on reality, as we mentioned, with the world being very similar to Earth and having fantasy elements gradually intruding into an otherwise normal setting. In pursuit of this, locations in EOS were based on real-world locations, such as Tokyo, Venice, and the Bahamas. That's a lot. I just think there's so many words there just to say we fucking scrapped it and started again. A lot. A lot going on. Shit was whack. Again, I just... When you're making a fantasy game, I really... Yeah prefer you to not just be like well it's based on real life and then so, we added a we've few got real life sprinkled some flavoring on the top so but i want to see crazy bullshit that i can only see in a video game mm-hmm. that's like one of my favorite final fantasies is 10 because it has like you know a fantastical element like it opens in something akin to the modern world like zanakund yeah it has mm-hmm. the big floating fucking water dome where they play um, uh, like a weird sport, but you can look at. It, I think that's just a football stadium. It's a football stadium. They're playing mm-hmm. weird fantasy football, but you know, you see a gleaming city lights that are like you know analogous to skyscrapers. But then you get washed up. You're on a beach, mm-hmm. and there's magic and demons and shit. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm yeah. in the same boat as the main character, like you know, f- like fish out of water. Yeah, I'm just. I- if you got washed up and woke that, up on the shores of, like, New Jersey, I'd be like, this sucks. Yeah, I know that every single game, obviously, does take elements that look like they are from Earth. Of course, yeah, there's always just, some basis in reality. But mm-hmm. I think it was too much with this. Like, when you're driving around in a car and you have to go to, like, petrol stations, that's mm-hmm. a key mechanic. You have to go to petrol stations in your magic Final Fantasy car. I just, yeah... I'm, Again, we've been a bit long just complaining about this game, but it you know it says like this Final Fantasy fifteen like universe um, where it's like there's Kingsglaive Final Fantasy fifteen Brotherhood Final Fantasy fifteen monsters there's so monsters much of the deep Final yeah. Fantasy fifteen Final Fantasy fifteen a new empire and then also a mobile version, which is Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. Which presumably no longer exists or is supported, meaning that that entire It's on the Switch. Game. It's on the Switch, okay. So you can um, see it. But it, it is just a chibi version of fifteen. It's not any different as far as I'm aware. Fair enough. In other words, like I said, there's the size going beat him up, there's the anime, there's the movie, there's the four separate DLCs. Mm-hmm. Like for one video game, it's like, why does this one video game expect me to like, do the research for a thesis? <laughs> and it, it's again presumably because they were like well this thing took 10 years to make let's double down and get as much as we can out of this one game yeah there's a lot of shit um, on the cutting room floor yeah and then you know the game on metacritic it's like the xbox one and ps3 ver- ps4 version sorry like 83 for xbox 81 for ps4 that's, that's fair. Um, 77 for the ps4 royal edition and then an 85 on PC presumably runs a little bit better there. But the idea yeah, that the just Royal Edition a, got worse good, reviews. But not, yeah, that's that's a weird one where the, the definitive one has all the, version... The definitive version, you think, well, yeah, it's addressed all the issues. It's got the, the final patch for all the gameplay quirks. I guess by that point, Pete, like, it must have got released a, a year or so later and people were just not wowed by it anymore. Like They're not people as willing to have off on the fact that it was a Final Fantasy game, yeah. Yeah. 
because it do, it does often happen where um you know people reviewing a game in their favorite franchise will give it a little bit of a subconscious boost in their head because it's their favorite franchise um i yeah, think well, that's why like famitsu always gives like final fantasy like near perfect scores every time this one was a 38 out of 40 yeah, yeah. so presumably two people gave it a perfect rating and two people gave it 9 out of 10 um and yeah it just it happens with my favorite series the legend of zelda where you know skyward sword was a fun game with a lot of flaws but it received like near on universal 10 out of 10 reviews Mm -hmm. at the time it came out and some of those games do deserve i would argue tears of the kingdom as far as i can you know myself say subjectively that i think it's up there as like a 96 out of 100 on metacritic yeah sure yeah that's fair but maybe skyward soul benefited from the fact it was a zelda game a little bit um but yeah it just it happens a lot and it happens with final fantasy it happens with zelda it happens with a bunch of just these iconic franchises because People want to love the things that they love. People yeah, they want their favorite games to be good. Hey, I, I'm not saying that. I wasn't disappointed. I said that I don't like this game. I didn't say I wasn't disappointed that when I didn't like it, mm-hmm. especially when I spent full price on it day one, and I got yeah. four hours in, and I was like, I think I don't like this game. Mm-hmm. I was really gutted, because I was like, I want. it's like the same thing happened with Final Fantasy Thirteen, where I played like eight hours and went, I think I, I, I don't like this. Mm. Nothing is gripping me here. And I love this series. What the hell? But Carl, it gets good after 40 hours. And I tried. I kept going back in. And it's just like every time it fails to, to grip me. That's a, and I know that's a me thing. I understand mm-hmm. people. It did grip some people. But just yeah. didn't work personally for me. For the reasons I hope what, I've explained. I think yeah, that's a that's pretty reasonable one. Just one of those things. When we talk about matters like this, it's very subjective. Just because Carl and I both agree that it's not a Final Fantasy game that's for us, and that the arguably hasn't been a Final Fantasy game for us in a while, it seems, no. then it doesn't mean that we're saying Final Fantasy is now a worse franchise. It's just that it hasn't matched our tastes. And yeah, it was all there is a Final Fantasy game that I have really enjoyed, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'm really looking forward to the uh, the second one coming out next year. And Give me it all. I mean, I say next year... How long is that going to take to come out? We know Into now. my veins. <laughs> Into my veins, mate. I can't wait. Vincent. Vincent's coming. Knights the, really ra- Knights the Round, baby. Chocobos. Golden Saucer. It's all come. Because there's, those are a lot of things that I'm aware of, but I've not experienced myself, so I am really excited to, uh, to get to play it. But yeah, that was Final Fantasy XV. I know we... we glossed over a lot of the actual wiki entry there but i just thought that it's all dlc if you want to actually hear the rest of the the wiki reading you've got to go buy you've got to go pay extra for dlc in four months you got to wait for the royal edition of this podcast yeah, to come out. let's give you the final fantasy 15 experience and cut for like you know 40 percent of it out i hope that everyone's also watched the prequel movie to this podcast oh yeah all the um uh, you know japanese exclusive mobile game release when we talk about it <laughs> Uh, well, oh. spe- speaking of, um, uh, oh, that was a bad segue. I was going to try to do a segue oh, into no. ads. You tried. I tried. That's, I'm not used to doing ad reads, mate. Come on. We're not. And we don't even have ad reads to do. We just, you know, we are making space. Yes. Presumably for future. 
this is the segue. So if you like this podcast and you think, hey, I've got something I'd like to promote to the people who also like this podcast, because clearly the people who like this podcast have all got good taste. They've got very discerning, excellent taste and large penises. And if you think that's the kind of person that you would like to advertise to, contact us at... I just, because uh, I was like, well, it's not just necessarily just people with penises. And then I remembered that time that you were asking me if, like, big vagina was a compliment. <laughs> big vagina energy. What's that? I mean, like, like big, I, I mean, it's like, you know, big dick energy. Big dick energy. But, you like, we, we need to clarify for anyone that doesn't know that that's what we mean there. Yeah. When I say you've got a big, it's like big dick energy. You don't necessarily have to have a penis at all. It's just like, you know... You are you have the self-assured swagger and confidence of a man with a large penis. Like likewise, small dick energy is someone yeah. who has like you know the the, insecu- the insecurity that bleeds through in their everyday interactions of mm-hmm. someone okay. with a small penis. And let's see, like you know, just color every yeah, interaction they have with others. Meant to be a term that's used to to talk about like yeah, your confidence and levels of swagger, not necessarily anything to do with your your sex or gender. Just to clarify, yeah. And where would people with the BDE um, or want to advertise the people with the BDE consume our content? Where would they contact us? I, they they would probably not contact us because they'd be like, stop talking about genitalia right next, <laughs> <laughs> like the sponsor plug segment. Stop talking. Um, about- <laughs> the thing is though, but- that'd be so funny. So we said no. Talk about dicks more. <laughs> talk about so, dicks more it's so funny if you want to contact us to talk about something like that you can you know find it in the description it's wikiweekends at gmail.com and yeah I guess we've done a real bad job of showing why you should put a sponsor spot in here there's no problem is it it's all good are you ready to just move swiftly on to my wiki for this week I'm not Carl, because we need to take a quick break so that I can go to the toilet. Okay, no problem. I'll get myself coffee then. I'll, I'll return with my entry. Well, then, Carl, BDE and bad segues aside, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just mention, you know, check us both out on Twitch. Okay. Uh, the, our links are in the description. But after that, after you've gone and followed us both on Twitch and, you know, helped us out, you can hear the second half of the podcast, and that's whatever wiki Carl has brought this week. Yes, so um, uh, before I go into my wiki, I need to talk about the wiki I got it from. And okay. the wiki that I'm using today is the Transformers wiki, which okay. is quite famous online for being one of the best <clears throat> wikis. Because it's, I think it's still owned independently, or it's not like owned by Joe Fandom, who own all the other wikis and ruin them. But it's... Um, it's while we ran Fact Fiend, or while WikiWikians on Fact Fiend, it was the singular most requested wiki. Of like, oh, go read out the Transformers wiki. Go like cover okay. that. And the reason we never did that is one, we don't really take requests. And two, it's so inside, like it's written by people who are trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And not every joke lands. So I just want to clarify um, that we're not doing this because people suggested it. We do it because I stumbled across this particular entry while researching an article. But, Carl and I are both quite stubborn in the sense of requests of like picking something that we want to do and then someone will request it and be like, no, fuck you. But what, I don't do what you do. I just don't want someone to be like, oh, finally, you covered that thing I suggested. <laughs> I know I stumbled across this while researching something else, but I am aware that the Transformers wiki has a pretty like you know well-regarded reputation online. And part of that is why because it's because they try to be funny. And the, and Lucas, you want to guess people who are super into something that they make mm-hmm. it their entire personality trying to be funny. 
I, I'm assuming that it's going to be very inside baseball. Yeah, and there's a lot of cringe. But mm-hmm. the one that we're covering today, not so much because it's a broader topic. And that broad topic is the many deaths of Optimus Prime. <laughs> so just to start with, Lucas, how many times do you think Optimus Prime has died? So Optimus Prime uh, for the Transformers series, of course. I know that Optimus Prime famously died in the 80s to go and, you know, spawn a new series of dinosaur robots. Yeah, the Transformers, the movie. Um, Of course, yeah. And I don't really know how many other times because I've not watched any of the new films. I don't know if, like, we're technically spoiling the new film or not. And I guess, like, by mentioning if we are or not, that's also a spoiler. So if you really care about not having the new spoilers transformers movie like uh, the new transformers movie spoiled like i guess maybe you want to wait until you see it but i don't know many people that are that into it enveloped lucas, in that world like lucas the transformers are probably one of the weird most weirdly like specific fan bases i've ever encountered because do you remember we did like a wiki weekends on optimus prime and mm-hmm. we got all the people being annoyed we kept referring to him as a truck and I was like, it was not a truck. He's got a lot of pathos in the original. It's like, calm down. Yeah. It was a cartoon designed to sell toys. Mm-hmm. You liked it. That's good. And yes, I know they wrote comics as well. Calm down. It's just a comic book. It's just a movie. It's not it a big is. deal. And, and the I, fact that we're making fun of it means that we like it. Because we don't talk about things that we don't not like on Wiki Weekends. That we don't like, yeah. yeah. Or if it's we, like, it's just that weird thing, isn't it? If like people assume that we're like trying to piss them off. It's like, no, we we enjoy these things and that's why we want to talk about them. And just, I don't, all I was saying is I don't know like any Transformers fan of like old Transformers that actually like the new movies. Yeah. And it's just that thing of, oh, it's like they don't want, they appreciate something else. Or they've got such a surface level understanding of media criticism that they don't understand the concepts of being able to criticize something that you like. But, um, you know, to answer my question, Lucas, that I posed to you, um, I don't know exactly how many times Optimus Prime has died, but I'm just going to count Seven. how many subheadings we have. First, let's do that. So, the number we have, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And that's just in, like, you know, the Gen 1 cartoon continuity. But after that, oh we have uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. And then there's a couple more. So he's died at least 30 times in the various incarnations in which he has appeared. What? So Optimus Prime has had like nearly 30 or more than 30 canon deaths across the various interpretations of the character. He's fucking Goku. Getting resurrected with Dragon Balls left, right, and so Goku's died less times. I, I think he might be Goku's the character died like twice. Yeah, I think it's Jean Grey and him. I, I think Optimus Prime might legit hold the record for character in fiction that's been killed and brought back the most. That's a lot. Yeah. Thirty times is a lot. No, it's more than that. I didn't even get to the end of it. Holy shit! And there's like not to mention there's a bunch of times where it's like suggested that he died and he came back, but you know, just mm-hmm. we have the uh, the intro to the wiki here. Uh, across the various continuity, Optimus Prime dies a lot. This happens for various reasons. It allows him to be replaced by a new character and thus a new toy. It allows him to come back in a dead body. Oh, it allows him to come back from the dead in a new body again, a new toy. It allows for his corpse to look different. Which what do you think it means, Lucas? 
That means a new toy car. Yeah, it can be dramatic, or it used to be. And this is where I, you know, I kind of like dropped off on this wiki of like it's trying really. Like, here's the thing about writing jokes, folks. Not every line needs to be a joke. In fact, mm-hmm. if every line is a joke, it stops them being funny. Because like, if you don't have time to set up a punchline, it stops being funny. But you know, that's just that's just me being meta. It makes him something rule Christ. three normally, isn't it? Yeah, the rule of three. Like you know, blah, like set up, set up, punchline. Just basic joke writing theory. It allows for numerous memorials to be constructed in his honour. Um, although, curiously, sometimes they are built before he dies. <laughs> that's not, after you've died for the 13th time and come back, it's not really like, you know, being morbid, is it? It's more just a matter of practicality. Yeah, just we might as well just get cracking on with the new one. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's like um, that scene in like one of those X-Men comics where like, an X-Man dies and they're asking his daughter, like, you're not going to the funeral? It's like, no. It's like, you need, to, you need to grieve, you need to process like your father's death. It's like, why? He's an X-Man, they always come back. And then he comes mm. back from the dead six months later. <laughs> it's just like, see, just, there you go. He's like, he's not Uncle Ben, he's coming back. And I, um, I do find it interesting as well because I remember like hearing a quote from somebody that worked on the Transformers 80s movie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, I didn't realize that people were going to be mad that we killed off Optimus Prime. Yeah. It was just like, uh, I was I was writing a movie where the sole purpose was to make a reason why a new generation of toys has to come into the mix. Yes, yeah, so I wrote an article about this very thing, of like the fact that it's not the writers. The writers knew that Optimus Prime was popular. It was the producers right, okay. who said, well, we need to kill him off because we want to... It's like, we're going to do a new series of Transformers with all new characters and you know, mm-hmm. and all new toys kill off Optimus Prime it's like, but Optimus Prime's popular and they were like legitimately confused like he's a car he's, why do people care and they didn't realise that you know the writing like, on the show wasn't great just a toy yeah why do we care we're getting them new toys that they'll love and it's like but they like people generated actual affection for these yeah. characters it's like you know kids had formed an emotional attachment to Optimus Prime like largely due to um, the performance I'm going to say of Peter Cullen like that mm-hmm. voice. A lot of people say when they like speak to Peter Cullen, he's talked in the past a lot about the fact that when people come up to him and talk to him about Optimus Prime, it's always like, he reminds me of my dad. Or I didn't have a dad and I felt like Optimus Prime was my dad. Like he took on a quite fatherly role in my childhood. Of like, mm-hmm. you know, this like this figure, of like, you know, this stern guardian like figure who's always fair. He's firm, but he's fair. And always like, you know, encourage you to do the right thing. And if you don't, he will slice many of you in half. He will, yes. He will kick the ever-loving fuck out of you. And it says that that nearly every major continuity has featured Optimus Prime dying at least once. Every single one. Because that's the thing of... I think there's a bit of weirdness going on with the new Transformers movies where they are set before the other Transformers movies. But there's also... like. The signs that it's a reboot, but also the signs that it's not a reboot. And I, I want to say that they've already had like the Optimus comeback moment in one of those movies or something. Well, yes, he always dies, and that's the thing. It's like it's not a surprise anymore that he dies. But initially, it was. But like you know, the most famous death he had was the Transformers the movie. But that's not the first time he died because technically, in Gen One canon, as it says here, Orion Pax, which was Optimus Prime before he became Optimus Prime was killed, or at least severely damaged by Megatron, and was rebuilt into Optimus Prime. So technically, he died before he died. He, so he be- became Optimus Prime by dying yeah. and taking on a new form. And that comes oh, okay. in like, you know, the Christ-like figure. It's like the saviour of the Autobots. He died and was resurrected, come back. 
to become the I don't wiser. see any similarities, Carol. I don't either. And then we have trans- the Transformers, the movie. And it really pissed me off. It's called The Transformers, the movie, not Transformers, the movie. <laughs> it just it feels... It's because it's The Transformers TM, right? Yeah, yeah and the, the trademark is specifically for The Transformers. Mm-hmm. We have here. So this is the best-known example in which Optimus Prime died of wounds in his battle with Megatron. And what makes this, like, so hilarious from, like, you know, a, a standpoint of looking back of, do you know how soon into the movie it takes for Optimus Prime to die? I've never seen it, but based off that, maybe first half hour? First half hour, yeah. He's dead within the first yeah. half an hour. He's the main character, dies <laughs> half an hour in, and he doesn't come back. That's but the that's thing is that they've got to prove how cool the new characters are. Yeah, well, that's what you think, isn't it? You think, if, oh, they're going to bring him back at the end of the film, heroically, and he doesn't come back. And there was like the article that I wrote about it, which will no doubt be up on FactFeed at some point in the next couple of um, uh, weeks or months, is that like kids were just crying in the theatre for the entire like rest of the 90-minute duration of the film, just in tears because Optimus was dead. And they were like, the people, who, like the producers said, yeah, we got letters from parents. So like, why the fuck did you kill this stupid robot? My kid's been crying. <laughs> Do you know that meme of like, oh, thanks, kids crying. Fantastic. Kids, that, that happened. It was the 80s equivalent of Pokemon the movie. Yeah, where people, like Ash, the thing is that Ash came back. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, at can least you, Ash did come you imagine back. Imagine if Ash just turned to stone and that was the end of the movie <laughs> and it's just Pikachu just like going through the five stages of grief. That's what like Optimus Prime's death was like. Oh, I, I kind of want to see that movie now where Ash just never made it. He never came back. And it says here, there is an urban legend that a lot of people remember Optimus Prime turning grey and then crumbling into Ash, which didn't happen. And there are some urban legends that purport that was an unreleased cut of the film. It's like, no, he just turns grey. But oh, okay. Starscream, I was going to say, in my head, he did turn grey. He turns grey, but then there's a rumour that, oh, there's, you know, there's an unreleased version where it's like more graphic. It's like, no, Starscream turns to Ash. And people are just mm. conflating the two in their head. You, you're telling me that Starscream died? Was it due to betrayal, Carl? Oh, I love Star. My favourite thing is when I like whenever I do an Optimus Prime video, I always go get Starscream clips. And my favourite one <laughs> is just where Starscream gets put inside a bubble and it goes, Aah! and that's just it. It's like what my favourite quote. We have here the uh, the. Uh, um, Kiss players. Sometimes between 2005 and 2010, a character called Marissa Fairborn revived Optimus Prime using the Galvatron cells in her own body by kissing him. Ultimately, after all the cells were put into Galvatron, without them, Optimus Prime promptly died again. Season nice. 3. He returned from the dead twice. First as a zombie, as part of her plan to control and destroy the Autobots, only to die again. <laughs> Excellent. After regaining his like, um, uh, like you know, his humanity through the sense of oh, his robot, uh, his romanity, I suppose, robanity. <laughs> he sacrificed himself to protect the Autobots. He was then brought back to life again by a scientist to help combat, and I quote, the hate plague. The hate plague. The hate plague. That's a hell of a name. Yeah. Speaking of which, does Optimus Prime actually have any band names? Uh, we're not talking about Optimus Prime specifically. We're just talking about his many deaths. Um, we can click on his. Ca- Carl, we can click on his. Does wiki he though. have any band names? Do you want to get some band names? I can click on Optimus Prime's like wiki page because I know we've covered Optimus Prime once in the past, but I don't remember whether Optimus Prime has band names. Well, just, you know, we've not there's done. Been, a- there's been a lack of band names this episode. Yeah, now. so we've not done many band names, have we? So let's go into Optimus Prime Generation One. Optimus Prime. The Transformers wiki. Oh my! And this is why we don't do this, Lucas. We don't cover this wiki. <laughs> It is 
There is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, about 30, 40 um, subheadings covering everything from the Marvel Comics continuity to the Marvel coloring books. Why Marvel? Because Marvel had, like, you know, the license to make the comic books. But like, that's the thing, like, oh, they, right, okay. when I say people get into this, they get into it to the point where the sticker books have a continuity. <laughs> and that's why we don't engage with a lot of these wikis in, like, the same level of interest that maybe fans who would be willing to, like, you know, write and read about this stuff would want us to. Yeah, it's, it's similar to how we are big fans of DC outside of the movies, mm-hmm. I guess, but, like... Outside of the new movies, but yeah, the the DC wiki is just not very well written, so we don't cover it as often. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't appear to be a thing specifically on this that just tells you what his names are, and that's, that's why. A shame. Yeah, so presumably he has got some band names, but I'm not scrolling through fifty different subheadings to find them. <laughs> so you know, we've like you know he's died quite a few times. Let's go on to like, you know Generation Two, shall we? Mm-hmm. That sound good? So, like, Generation 2. Optimus Prime was fatally wounded by Megatron's fusion cannon, but was resurrected and evolved yet again, this time into Laser Rod Optimus Prime. Laser Rod Optimus Prime? Laser Rod Optimus Prime. Okay. Well, are you ready for the Marvel Comics continuity, Lucas? I guess there's some bullshit then. Well, this is how he does. So, Optimus Prime, after failing to live up to his moral principles while playing a video game, volunteered to be killed... So he volunteered to have himself killed because he cheated in a video game. Get good. Get good, Optimus Prime. Like skill issue. Um, they even launched his funeral pier into space. Um, uh, fortunately, the creator of the video game said a backup copy of Prime's Mind on a floppy disk. What? So that's the thing. Like, keep in mind that Optimus Prime is like a million years old. Mm-hmm. With like, you know, a million years worth of combat and life experience. And they could fit all that onto a floppy disk. The thing is, you open up the packet and it's actually 64,000 floppy disks. Yeah, like when people try to run like, oh, we've got Doom 2016 on a floppy disk. And it's just like, (laughs) it turns around and shows you the 300 floppy disks. We first met Virtual Prime 16 issues later. He got a new Power Master body two issues thereafter. Um, However, um, the attempt at making Prime Virtual Body was a failure after the body spontaneously exploded. We'll say I would listen to a band called Power Master Prime. I'd listen to Power Master Prime. I'd listen to their album. <laughs> About 30 issues later, he sacrificed himself again to defeat Unicron and died. However, his Power Master partner survived and then began to explain that he actually was the real Optimus Prime. This turned out to be true. And he metamorphosed into Prime with a new Action Master body. And when we're going through all this, just remember... All of this is just for new toys. It's for and I get that people can enjoy it. They like it, Not yeah. knocking people for enjoying it. Of course we don't know. I like But it's it's so, so blatantly obvious when you're, yeah, two issues later, new body, two issues later, new body, three issues later, a different Optimus Prime comes in because they, they yep. Yeah. It's worth pointing out, like, Joe, when he, like, killed himself in that video game, like, that was, like, I think it was, like, eight years or something like that before he came back. So he, oh, he, wow. he killed himself with cheating in a video game. It's like he wasn't done dying yet, though. In the G2 comics, he died after defeating the Swarm. The Swarm reconstituted him three pages later in a, ba- in a body based on his new toy. <laughs> you said it, Lucas. 
Regeneration yeah. 1. Despite being possessed by the Dark Matrix, a wounded Optimus Prime was able to help. Rodimus Prime and Circuit Smasher stopped the creature's plan to spread across the multiverse. At the conclusion of the conflict, uh, they bore witness as Optimus Prime died in his protege's armed in the Primus Chamber. Oh, yeah. And, um, so he, he just dies. It, he he, it he just dies all the time. It does give me real vibes of, obviously, a very similar product and a very similar reason why that product exists of just Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh, no. Every time. Like, the Power Rangers have like, oh, they've all failed. Don't worry. <laughs> we're going to regenerate you. We're going to give you new... All, all of our Zords got destroyed. Don't worry. We'll give you new Zords. New, more powerful Zords based on a new um, uh, set of animals. Oh, that's awesome. Let's go fight them. Remember remember the movie Ninja Outfits that they got for like 20 minutes? Like, yep, that, that was just thrown in there. And yeah. Just to and get some ninja rope toys. I, you know, I loved it. And I love the Power Rangers. I, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and go when someone makes fun of that. Of course, you just don't get the deep lore. It's like, I know that there's law to explain that, but I also know that law was bullshitted by someone someone's told, justify making new toys. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, it, I think that's the difference here of like, I like Optimus Prime, I like the Transformers series, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's high art, but people do, mm-hmm. and they get annoyed when you act like it's not. It's like, you can like something that's dumb, and something that's dumb can have good writing and artwork and stories and stuff that you feel, um, uh, you know, attached to. But you can also mm-hmm. just sit there and go, it's a little bit dumb, in it? It is like, you know, a giant robot truck shooting lasers at a planet size. Which is awesome. It's awesome, but it's still a little bit dumb. Yeah. It's it's dumb and it's fun and it's great and unfortunately it is there to just you know drench or not drench like just wring our uh, wallets dry unfortunately but it is yes that's a lot of things in life but doesn't mean we can't enjoy them yeah and like you know it just it contains like all the comics and stuff like that is there any funny ones um like there's a couple here where they just say like oh yeah just <laughs> in his first battle in the IDW continuity. Um, uh, when Optimus Prime dies, Starskin was quoted as saying, Optimus will be back. He always comes back. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is after like Optimus has died like 15 times, so Starscream mm-hmm. was speaking from experience. Just Starscream knows that Optimus Prime has got a rotating door. Yeah. Just in that heaven. So in his first battle with an all-13 powered Megatron, Optimus was killed, or at least his main body was, because he was downloaded. His consciousness was downloaded into a combat deck and then back again. He was able to survive... Uh, but being that close to death, many existed in a limbo state, which made him noticed by Nova Prime in the dead universe. And I want to know now how many fights Optimus Prime actually is winning between each of these deaths, because it sounds a lot like the new villain shows up and murders Optimus Prime so he can become a new Optimus Prime. The thing is, though, he barely ever loses. Mm. It's like That's the thing. It's like, you go watch the movies. Like, do you know that bit in, like, was it the second live action movie where like Optimus is like outnumbered by like six Decepticons and he goes, okay, fine. And just kills all five of them in three seconds. Mm-hmm. He just spins to win. Yeah. He's unstoppable. Like not, nothing can beat Optimus Prime. <laughs> apart um, from all the times that he gets. Them, apart from all the time. But that's the thing though. When is, does it make him more or less impressive that it, would it be more impressive if he survived all of this and kept coming back? You know, still mm. the skin of his teeth, or that he dies and comes back and still keeps swinging. Like, what's He's more impressive in, you to you? You can never stop him. Yeah. What's more impressive or scary to you? Like, would you rather fight an opponent who's never lost a battle? Oh, sorry. What would you rather not fight? An opponent who's never lost a single battle, or an opponent who's been killed by like 
otherworldly godlike entities seemingly was obliterated beyond all recognition <laughs> and like you know seemingly just all traces of their existence were just removed from existence and then they still came back what's scarier i mean that's the question isn't it because i'd be scared probably more scared to fight the first one but then there's the idea that in the back of your head you know that at some point he's always going to come back and rule your day just yeah, because that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, you know that the first one, he's going to kill you. The second mm-hmm. one, well, he's been killed before. I could beat him. But that death has never stuck. And what's scary <laughs> of like knowing, like, is that thing of like going into a fight with the first Optimus Prime is like, I know I'm going to die. I mm-hmm. know that I'm going to die. There's a peace in that. There's like, you know, there's, on some level, you can like, you know, learn to accept that. The second one is, <laughs> that's like basically hell. Because like, even if you win, you know he's coming back. You've just got a a constant just anxiety in the back of your head yeah. of this ticking timer that you don't know how long it's going to be, but you know at some point he's going to come back and kill you. Yeah, that's it. At some point he's going to come back bigger, stronger with a laser gun and blow the back of your head off. <laughs> and like, here's the thing I wanted to cover though, Lucas, because merchandise. So Optimus Prime, and I think this is just so reflective of just how brutally mechanical and efficient the process is of de- of like you know just t- merchandising the um, mm-hmm. transformers so even when optimus is dead he doesn't even get the dignity of rest it's like no we can turn his death into a new product to sell <laughs> so it says here that um you think that while when there's a new optimus body usually colored black or with battle damage means another toy to sell even of a dead optimus however the amount of dead optimus prime toys is lower than one might think compared to his myriad of different demisers. Um, probably due to the fact that one reason for his death is to allow other toys to spend some time in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. However, there are several um, uh, like, you know, variants of traditional Optimus Prime toys showing him with like, you know, the black coloration or the faded grey coloration. So you can pose a dead Optimus Prime and have him in your house. Yep. And then there's also times where, as far as I'm aware, uh, I've only heard this from like the new movie, but... There's a character called Optimus Primal, mm-hmm. so the Primal Beasts, and it's like that's their version, which is fantastic. It's a great name, yeah, Optimus Prime, yeah. and he's just a big gorilla. It's like, yeah, Gorilla Prime. <laughs> and I presumed the- that was taken from the the comics yeah. and the TV show and stuff. Yeah, but here's the one. I think I had that toy as well. I had like the Gorilla Optimus Prime. It's super <laughs> sick. Um, uh, but Lucas, this is what caught my eye. Notably. Um, in the Magic the Gathering Transformers collaboration titled Universes Beyond Transformers, um, this uh, the Optimus Prime card embraces his tendency to fall in battle, having him able to return to the battlefield in his vehicle mode should he die. <laughs> so if you if you you can make an op, like a Transformers deck, and if you kill Optimus Prime, he just comes back. And I can't remember exactly what it was but i'm pretty sure that the transformers fans all the magic fans were mad at the transformers magic the gathering are you telling me that transformers fans got real salty i I can't remember what it was even about but maybe it was just that the collaboration existed but i know that magic are doing so many collaborations now that a lot of magic the gathering fans are like please just stop i think it's kind of cool I think it's cool, but that's as a person who's not involved in the magic community. Yeah. For me, the fact that they're collaborating means that they're not owned by one company yet. And that's like my cynical way of looking. It's like if I, you know, you have 
Magic the Gathering collaborating with Transformers. That means it's not owned by the same company because that's why it's interesting. Like you got two companies to actually shake oh, hands yeah. on a deal. And, obviously and it's like you know, it's just another sign the there are big companies out there who are owned by Disney. The moment yeah. And Carl's frozen for me. Um, and just yeah, that's the many deaths of Optimus Prime. And for all the fans of Transformers out there, I, I we are aware that this is a wiki that you like because it's funny. It's not funny to me. I the- just want to clarify. You froze for me, so w- apologies for the us talking over each other. Oh, okay, my bad. I was going to say, you know, so, so that's the you know, you know the many deaths of Optimus Prime on the Transformers wiki. And like, just to clarify, I'm aware it exists. We've covered it. And we covered it not because it was suggested, but because I stumbled across it while researching and thought that the content was interesting. I know that it's funny to you. It's not to me. So I know there's like there's an entry that's written entirely as like it rhymes. It's like, oh, isn't right. that interesting that the entire wiki entry rhymes? It's like, no, that sounds insufferable and exhausting to try and go through. And it's almost the exact opposite to why we thought Wiki Weekends was a good idea yeah. because we found it very interesting in the way that Wikipedia writes its well, not writes itself, but is written yeah. in such a a plain, informative way of speaking, and it says so many things that are really silly, but as a matter of fact, yeah. So we can like clarify like that, like the reason Wiki Weekends exists and the idea behind it, as Lucas said, there is the way Wikipedia and like wikis in general are written is usually very matter of fact, which means when you say something like Optimus Prime has died thirty six times, it's very funny because of how clinical that's written like something mm-hmm. very absurd or silly or outlandish written in such a clinical manner like that juxtaposition is rife for humor whereas when the mm-hmm. thing you're reading is trying to be funny it's very hard to like you know riff on that because you, you try yeah. to riff on someone trying to be funny which feels either it leaves us very little room to wiggle and so as you say riff off it's like yeah it doesn't provide a very good platform for us mm-hmm. although i will say um because i know um, the dust loot wiki this is a deep poll the dust loot wiki is uh, a wiki for fighting games specifically like covering mm-hmm. like um uh, fighting game moves and like move sets and frame data um, mm-hmm. and i just a lot of it like you know it's most of it's like very informative but usually like, the character descriptions are quite hilarious Mm-hmm. Of like the pros and cons of picking a captain. I always remember the one for like um, uh, Captain Ginyu in Dragon Ball Fighters. It says like you know pros, you know great mix-ups, um, like mm-hmm. almost like unlimited combo variety. And then it's like cons, like difficult to use. And then like the last con is just um, uh, uh, very un- <laughs> very unfair fighting five on one. <laughs> and I just thought, just like so, you read like you know, a list of pros, and just that at the end really crapped me up because like you know they managed to have the self awareness and the um uh, just the wherewithal to not put a joke all the way through it's like they just say it right for the end so it mm-hmm. takes you off guys so try to have a joke for every single line yeah i always remember that like very dishonorable to fight five on one <laughs> <laughs> and does that, does that just crap me up and it's funny isn't it because captain ginyu actually never is seen fighting at anything other than one-on-one no but just, i just thought that was a funny way of putting it. the other ones oh yeah yeah but it's just funny because, like, Captain Ginyu, obviously, to incorporate the Ginyu Force, because they all only have, like, kind of one gimmick, it's, like, yeah. hard to make an entire character based around that. It's, like, yeah, I guess Jason Burter and, like, they have one move that combos together, but, you know, they don't have much going for them, so it's, like, let's just cram it all as Ginyu Force, yeah. the character. I just, I just want you to, like, use that as, like, an example of, like, it's a similar thing where they, you know, have a few 
elements of humor in there, but the reason the humor works there where it doesn't in this wiki, at least in my opinion, is that the humor is very, very sparsely put out throughout. So it, it takes you off. It takes you off guard. It catches you by surprise. Whereas it's like I said, mm-hmm. like I was having to like paraphrase almost every single line because almost every single line has so like you can tell. You can tell this one of those wikis that it is constantly being edited by people who think I can make it funnier. Mm-hmm. So this is our roundabout way of saying we'll pick what we want. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't you don't need to suggest things in the comments because we will either A not pay attention or B actively be less likely to choose it. Like I said, it was difficult to go through, so I had to keep going through like the bad jokes that clearly someone thought was mm-hmm. hilarious. Like, you know, you know, like the inside baseball stuff of like, you know, referencing stuff from like other media. It's like the whole point of a wiki is to be like, you know, a broad overview that anyone without um, uh, the prior knowledge required to explore the universe. And again, the one thing we do do find interesting in terms of suggestions is like telling us what wikis are well-written and well-researched. Yes. That's one suggestion we appreciate because we can, you know, find actual entire wikis to start trying to read through and yeah. like find right. what we want to talk about within those wikis. Mm-hmm. She's like, but no, when you just like talk about Starscream, it's like that's not very helpful. But if you say like, hey, this wiki is like, you no, know, like last week we called like the Bones wiki, like the fact that it exists and he's like, you know, quite, it's not oh, like we did one for fact feeding like a year ago now, like the X Files wiki, which is like really mm-hmm. well um, researched and like has all the dumb stuff in that you'd want. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but speaking of, like, you know, leaving something in the comments, rather than complain about us not talking about Transformers or laughing as hard as you thought we should, <laughs> why not? Let us know which wiki won this week. And Carl, we haven't had a theme for a while. We haven't now, so should we, like, say next week's podcast should be a theme? I think so, yeah. Okay, so what, like, what would you like the theme to be? Hmm. Have you got any ideas off the top of your head? Well, what's coming out next week? Let's have a look. Is anything coming out yeah. soon? Because we like, we do have, like, oddly enough, if I, we've done the Transformers on this, I said like the Barbie movie comes out, we could have done like toys. So that would have been a good Ooh. excuse to do. We could have done like, you know, Transformers and Barbies or G.I. Joe's and Action Man or something like that. So should we say toys maybe? Toys sounds like a fun one, yeah. Should we just, try and do that? We'll keep it as pretty vague of pretty just broad, like yeah. toys. But for next week, we'll decide. To, so, vague, but toys that from our childhood. But that's like kind of... So we know that we're going to pick something we've played yeah. with, but just for the audience, I'm like, it's going to be toys that we're aware of, mm-hmm. that we played and, with. You know, we are 90s kids, early 90s kids, so just that's the kind of time period we're probably going to be exploring is like late 80s or early 90s or something around there. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe we can find something around that So you know, Action Man, G.I. Joe's, like Barbie. All that good stuff. Don't worry, I'm I'm already getting ideas in my head, Carl. Don't worry. There we go. So next week uh, we can tune in for our like you know toys extravaganza. And before we go, Lucas, just just speaking of like inside, like super inside obscure jokes. I want to get your reaction to something. So do you remember when like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out? Yeah. And do you like they had a couple of like really broken Pokemon? Yeah, of course. So did you ever see like? how they announced that Houndstone was being banned from like um, uh, certain tiers like the justification <laughs> so a bit of like you know background info here like um, new Pokemon game came out there's a forum called Smogon where they have like 
one of the generally accepted as like one of the foremost um, uh, like places to get just like information about competitive battling. It's where the competitive community generally like centralizes around. Yeah, and like they have tiers of like Pokemon, like um, like you know Ubers, overuse all that good stuff. But the justification they use for not allowing um, <laughs> when they like a new generation comes out, they're like, okay, we're not allowing this Pokemon into this tier. Here's our reasoning mm-hmm. why like it's too powerful, its moves are too strong, like its stats are too high compared to like other things in the tier. This is what the justification they use for Houndstone. Okay. <laughs> Carl just giggle into himself. <laughs> what is it, Carl? I need to know. Well, can you see? I just sent it to you on Discord. Oh, you sent it yeah, to I me? I thought Discord. you were going to read it. No, I sent it to you on Discord. That's the only justification oh, they posted. <laughs> I, again, I, I never remember to put images in the uh, the podcast. But, but describe. Like, it just says, this dog is fucked up, bruh. It's just a picture of a black and white dot. And that was the only justification they put for not allowing it into a tier. And nobody argued with it. Because <laughs> it, it had one tactic that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, yeah. this this dog is fucked up. We're not letting it in this tier. It's too strong. <laughs> it's nice. And- I thought you were waiting to explain no, no, to me. No, no, that's like the people that click it. Okay, why and is you Houndstone? you were just giggling because it was too funny. No, why is Houndstone not allowed in this tier? So this dog is fucked up, bro. We don't even need to explain it. <laughs> Everyone just went, yeah, it is pretty fucked up. It's like the one, I think it was like uh, Lab Coat 21. Like the, mm. it, when it came up with like pros and cons or like weaknesses, it's like strengths, like, one, like for people who don't know, Dragon Ball Fighters, Lab Coat 21 on release, best character in the game. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, yeah. hands down, best character in the game. Had every tool available to like, you know, the best characters plus several more they didn't have, like that were unique mm-hmm. to her. And then on the weaknesses thing, he just put perfect queen has no weaknesses. Because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, the character had no weaknesses whatsoever. And so that was funny, but... I've got something else that's fucked up for you, Cal. <laughs> Did you know that some people that watch this podcast aren't subscribed? Are they not subscribed? And they should go that, do so. No, that is fucked up, bro. That is fucked up, bro. So go subscribe, like, comment, do all your jazz. Let us know which wiki won this week, and we will be back next week with a toys-based episode for you all to enjoy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for watching.